0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. I'm a Kings, Queens and Lords. Welcome back. Um, so today I wanted to at least just preface what I'm gonna say or talk about is uh the great resignation that's going on. More so what we we and when I mean me we, we I mean like employees can do and also things that employers can do based on just a couple of articles I've read and looked at. Um that's the me basically the me meat of what we're gonna talk about. Or me talking about, I don't know. Um, but before I get into that, I literally just decided to Google what what should I do now? And first article popped up was an article from a website called BecomingUnbusy.com, and it says 18 easy things to do today to make yourself happier. So I was like, okay, you know, let me look. And of course, there's some nice little suggestions like you know being an early bird and wake up, you know, stand an alarm, watch the sunrise. I'm like, okay, you know, that sounds romantic. You know, write things that make you happy. Um, but one of the things that I saw was this one that I personally felt hit my soul. It says, when you're asking yourself, what should I do with my life? My answer might be, enjoy a cat nap in the middle of the afternoon, guilt-free. Personally, I feel like that's a work of art. And I feel like I just had to share that with you guys, you know, take a nap, go to sleep. Okay. This is, if you need a sign, this is your sign. Now, just go back to sleep, get some, get some rest. That's what we all need. The whole world needs it right now. Okay. So now let's get back into this. (laughs) sir um thank you guys for coming in and welcome like I said before we're going to be talking about um the great resignation and one thing I just want to preface well not preface but like I did want to talk about how I've when I first found out about it and how I felt before I kind of looked at anything um when I first heard about great re- resignation I was kind of like what is like is everyone just quitting and that's pretty much what it is um, for those who don't know, that's basically what's going on. I'm not sure. Personally, let me see. Actually, I should look at it right now. Is uh, Great Resignation Worldwide. look Maybe it's just in U.S. I don't know. Uh, let me see. There's a CNBC article. Workers talk about quitting as part of the grievance, resignation. employers aren't buying it. Um, let's see here. I don't know. I'm I'm going to assume. I'm going to quickly assume. You can t- you can tweet at me and tell me I'm wrong. Um. But I'm going to assume it is mainly U.S. based, as of what I can see. As a quick Google search will let me know. Um. But yeah, basically, it's this thing based going on. Um, at least around this year, it's called the Great Resignation. Basically, people are just quitting their jobs, um, for whatever reason. Like some people have quit, you know, for mainly you can say for toxic work environments, or just, unex- like, basically, if you think about it, I feel like COVID really gave everyone the time just to sit down, relax, chill out, and just really think about, like, okay, like, I don't like when I'm being treated, you know, I don't like, you know, how you think about it, if you think about, like, just a few years ago, this would have been okay, like, everyone just having employee burnout, excuse me, um, like, just facing a burnout, just facing, you know, toxic work environments, regardless of what the source of the toxic, toxicity is. Um, everyone's facing some type of bad environment. You know, everyone's facing un, basically, hor- basically horrible, you know, expectations are expected of them. You know, everyone knew these problems existed, but no one really sat down to really think about a solution. So, you know, now it's like, okay, COVID hit. Everyone's forced to, you know, stay home. So that hurt a lot of companies throughout multiple industries because now it's, but I feel like the main one that got hit the hardest was hospitality and like retail industry, most likely, because I feel like those industries, you know, like they rely on traffic people coming in, you know, since everyone's sitting at home, like kind of like what's going on, you know, so like everyone, a lot of they quit, you know, a lot of people, you know, fire a lot of people, so a lot of people without jobs. Now that there's a vaccine out, now there's mandates out for people to be safe. You no, know, they're like, oh, like, please come back. And people are like, actually, being at home, I actually Rose, I don't like being treated this way. So I'm not going to come back. Which has kind of put some people in a pickle, like a lot of companies are in a pickle, especially in the fast food retail industry, having to kind of find ways and find creative good ways of getting people back. Um... I know there are some employees that are like employer employers. They're kinda of like, well, not too sure, you know, like people kinda of quitting. Like the grab is kinda of seen as a thing to be like, we're all gonna quit our jobs and we're just gonna like be force in the employer's hand. I feel like a lot of employers are kinda of like, okay, like, but there's gonna be enough sensible like sensible people out there, reasonable people that are like, i like my bills to be paid. So and things that I feel like Employees I feel like are aware to, an, to a good degree that employees do get burnt out with their jobs. And especially if you work in toxic work environments from the people you work with or the people that you have to interact with on a daily basis, even just some, some things that can just just build up to the point where you just quit. Um, I feel like employers to have degree have to know that, but I feel like it's in their minds it's easier to just fire the employee, or just get rid of the employee, and just hire a new one, just hire hire a new person, then just to kind of deal with the source of the problem. It's just easier and it saves a lot more money than making a big monetary investment that could keep the employees that they need. At least that's how it is from my limited perspective. And I feel like when I heard about the Great Resignation, I was like, oh, maybe we're actually going to force employees to like really see you can't let like managers and supervisors treat your employees the way they do like there are some good ones out there but there are a lot who are just toxic nasty and just downright rude and a lot of them you can tell have never done the job that they're managing or supervising they've never done the job before they're just hired on and it's like you don't even know what I'm doing you don't know how hard how difficult it is you don't have to do it as long as I do on top of it you know you just manage what I do which can be very frustrating, especially if you've never really met the person before. If their managing style is not something that you personally can get along with, you know, it can be very frustrating. So I feel like, you know, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, well, maybe this will force people's hands to, you know, actually have to, you know, get, you know, I don't know, like they, they'll eventually have to, you know, do something about it. But looking at some things, I did, I'm not going to necessarily give an opinion saying, yeah, join the good resignation. You know, everyone quit their jobs because, like I said before, we all still have bills. You know, even when the COVID hit, people still have bills to pay. Yeah, there was a lot of people who allowed extensions, you know, not like, you know, you're going to pay your rent this month or whatever. But now, since things are going back to a new kind of normal, in the sense of everyone can now have a job, you know, to, you know, we can't deny there are some jobs available, you know, this is going to vary from where you live and things, but I don't what you to call it, you know, so I'm not saying don't join the grad I'm not saying you have to j- join, but if you are considering, you know, just leaving your job, period, you know, I was going to talk about some tips that I found online that career experts apparently said th- that we should follow. And also just talk about what employers can do during this whole great resignation that's going on right now. So to start, I know that was a pretty long intro, but that's just how that's how it started. Um, I saw another CNBC article. Take that as you will. I don't know how people feel about these news outlets. Um, it was written early this year, uh, July 9th, by Michelle Fox, and it was it was updated a couple days later. Uh, Basically, start off with an experience of Lindsey Garner, 30-year-old who worked in a tech company. Seeing how a lot of people were just leaving, um, and let's be as a data analyst um, in Arizona. Personally, I do know that feeling of like because I'm at a job now where a lot of people that got hired on with have left. They either just stopped working. I don't know what they're doing with their life now, but they just never showed up again. A lot of them quit within the first week and people who did stay, you know, eventually they just they found another job and left. So personally for me, I'm like, I, I need a paycheck. So I can't, I can't, I, I can't afford just to leave and just hope another job will come my way. But at the same time, it is a sinking ship feeling that Garner was staying, you know, it didn't help. Like they said, one of the things that didn't help was that, you know, the employer, Want everyone to start back in the office, which I actually heard that a lot of people didn't want to do anyway because a lot of people just got situated with being back at home. And knowing a lot of people have kids and other responsibilities, it's just easier just to handle responsibilities when you're already at home versus being in the office and having to make reasons and excuses as to why you need to leave or sometimes being in a place where you cannot leave. So I could understand to an extent. I just know personally for me, my own personal circumstances... I would rather go to the office, but I think that's just me personally, you know, but everyone has their own different, you know, reasons for why they want to be or not be in an office. I um, said so on top of that, I didn't see any growth at the company and seeing that, you know, everyone was already quitting, decided to quit, but it said fortunately, she was able to land a new job before she handed in her notice. Um, and talk about some things, like, you know, like why, you know, she decided to go with a new job, um, it says here though, it says, which I'll quote, it says, many more workers are expected to follow suit in what is being called the great resignation. <laughs> Excuse me. It says, in fact, 95% of workers are currently considering changing jobs and 92% are willing to switch industries to land a new position. A recent survey by career site monster found. So basically everyone's concerned leaving their job or changing, you know, I feel like everyone's taking this opportunity that COVID kind of, you kind of say, like backhanded, backhand blessed us with by saying, hey, you know, now you have an opportunity to to figure out what you want to really do with your life. Like, and you like let's say like you, gone to college and everything, and you were stuck in a job you in a career field you just you thought you just wanted to try out and you see it didn't work out. COVID happened and you're like, okay, COVID basically kind of giving you backhands blessing saying yeah i know i basically ruined your life a little bit but you know why don't you try something else i'm basically giving you a know, can't start over try another career try something else so that happened <laughs> um and this did give basically gave um some other things and i did want to go into some of the expert advice that they did list here um but one of the things that i did want to mention manch- mention that they said here was um People think that the job search is going to take them a couple weeks. It will not. It will take a couple months, says um, Tijal Wagadia. I I know I probably butchered that. I'm so sorry. A Sandler, Arizona-based career coach and recruiter. Um, Basically, yes, it's very true. I'm even on my own job hunt, and it is very ridiculous how long it takes. I've done job hunts multiple times before. It takes a long time. You know, and sometimes, especially when you just need a paycheck, at that point, you're not even worried about constantly, like, because I know, like, some career experts want you to, like, put your resume, like, kind of, like, unique to each job that you're applying for. I'm, like, when you're trying to, I'm, like, I know I've done, I know probably a couple of people have done it. You just make a resume that is kind of, like, a good general resume that can do, that's updated for your current skill set. But outside of that, like, you're not too worried about, oh, well, let me hand my, like. Let me make sure my resume is just to this job. That's too tiring. And I feel like the resume system is kind of broken, but that's a whole subject for another day. So if you are going to, to you know, create a job, make sure that you, if you just can't take it anymore, please make sure you have, at least, like this person said, at least up to six months. Saved up, so that means for all your bills, make sure you leave six months saved up. So now let's get into some of the career advice that they did explain. Um, one is identify your wants. So we're going. So basically, it says here the most important thing to, to figure out is what type of work you want to be doing, who you want to be who you want to be doing it for, and the pay. So let me said. So let me, so let me, so let me, was he mentioned earlier? I kind of skimmed through this, I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah, there's a monster career expert. Okay, Vicky Salemi is a monster career expert. Okay, just make sure I give credit. It says, now is an excellent time for people thinking of making a career change. So many companies are hiring and looking for transferable skills, so you don't necessarily need experience in that specific job. Once you know what you want to do, come up with a list of target companies and include the type of company, type of job, company size and revenue. While ideas suggest. Which, let's be honest, for someone like me who doesn't really have too much experience, is not something I can't. It's not something that like I can't do. I'll just be very creative of how I interpret it and you know showcase that to a potential employer. But that's very important, you know. First, one prioritize everything, which I do agree with. Prioritize, know what you want, figure out what you, figure out what exactly is that what you're looking for. You know, am I looking for better pay? You know, am I looking for maybe a better work environment? You know, how big don't like do I want to work at a small little place? Do I want to work at like a big corporation? Those kind of things are good questions to ask yourself to help identify your wants. Second thing is set up job alerts. Um, it says, by creating job alerts through career websites, you will be notified when a new job is posted. If you see a job you're interested in, don't wait to apply. Employees are eager to hire, so let me said If you see a job opportunity, aim to apply the same day. Which I will definitely agree with. I have done it personally with um, Indeed. I know, I'm pretty sure everyone's familiar with it, but just in case you're not, it's just a giant job posting website. Um, there's plenty of others like ZipRecruiter, Monster that was mentioned, um, Snag a job I think. There's quite a bit um of whatchamacallit of um career websites. And most of them do have um the the career um job alerts. So don't hesitate to use those. They they will show new jobs. Even if it's just the same job from five days ago. It's, they're still going to show it to you because they obviously haven't taken the job out that. I mean, that they're still looking. So, do that. Uh, let's see. Number three says, tweak your resume. Laura talked about this earlier. She says, change your resume each time you submit a new application so it matches the job description. Vagadilla said, go line by line and read through everything they have listed. She said, if, it's, if it is a large list, pay most attention to the first three to seven duties and three to five skills the company is looking for. If you're making a career change, highlight your Transformer skills in an executive summary. Let's think about that. I probably could do that, but I'll have to pay someone to do my resume. <laughs> I'll have to. I think, I know my mom can probably rewrite mine. Maybe. I don't know. I I, I feel bad. I think I'll have to pay her. But I do want to, I, I think that's something I would like to do. Maybe that would be a good, like, um, reaction-esque kind of a podcast episode. Me, like, See my Indeed resume and like how a professional has written it. Maybe I can do like two different like website people who just write resumes, see how they would write my resume. Um, which I feel like is not bad advice to tweak a resume. I feel like just in my personal experience, just having just just trying to look for jobs so much that as sometimes can ruin my mental health a little bit. I'm like I just I just need a job so. I feel like my resume just personally isn't the best way to showcase my skills, especially if I know I could do the job, especially if I know I just need to be trained on what to do and I can just do it. You know, I don't know how to, I might it's kind of hard to do that through a resume. You know, that's the only words, like just please train me, I'll do the job. I actually would wonder what will happen if I just type that on a resume, just like a piece of paper with my name was like, name, contact information, just in just bold letters just says, just train me. I will do the job for money. I wonder what they'll do. Like I really wonder if they'll contact me back. I would hope they would. Like I feel like even if it's just for a troll, like just for a TikTok, they'll just be like, "Did you really just put this on the resume?" Like, yes. Are you gonna hire me now? <laughs> That'll be kind of funny. That'll be pretty funny. Okay. Anyway, says so fourth one that like they said was networking. Uh, reach out to people you know that might be in the industry or company you like to join. Says you are looking for the right fit, not just actual job, but company values, what they stand for and what the benefits are like. So let me say, LinkedIn is a good way to find out if there are other people you know that are at any given company or have been at a company. Just go to the company's page and it'll show you what connections work there. Which is true, LinkedIn is actually another job place as well. It is known for like networking, but also they have they post jobs there as well, which is good to look at. Um, and I think one other place that I can mention is um, excuse me, is uh, Facebook. I don't use Facebook that much. I think my mom kind of pr- pr- like kind of pushed me to get into one. But I think the main reason I, I did was, you know, there's jobs <laughs> the, people will post jobs on Facebook. Um, so that's the one way of looking for jobs too. So don't be too afraid. <laughs> don't be f- too afraid to be using that old people, you know, social media site that a lot of people like to say. Look, if it gets you a job, it gets you a job. Um, but, yeah, a lot of things in life are now more of a uh, who you know than, uh, versus what you know. Of course, people are going to want someone who knows what they're doing. But if you can find the right person who knows you and can help you get it in a good place, then, like, don't worry about it. And, like, then network. Something I don't do. So this is probably good I, I need to start actually making friends. I don't have any friends now I think about it, so I need to actually make some friends. I don't know, where in the world was that? I'm in my room. All right, just so y'all know, if y'all hear me scream or look like, or sound like I'm about beat somebody up, just know, because I'm by myself. It's 12.45 in the morning, and all three cats are in my room sleeping and its just dark in here with my computer this sounds like a horrible horrible horror movie game that's waiting to happen anyways back to the thing <laughs> um five says explaining a, a gap which I feel like is just a good thing to do overall I'm I feel like I'm fortunate enough to not have a gap in my resume like I've always like as soon as I start working it's always been working but let's just see what they have to say Let's see what CNBC, you know, all their experts have their say. It says, if you quit your job to look for another one, you don't necessarily have to worry about a gap in your resume. Gaps are not a deal breaker as they used to be, she, she said, which I'm going to assume is w- wagadia. It says, right now in the pandemic, anything goes. Be prepared to answer questions about why you left your last employer, such as the desire to focus 100% on the job search. Pivot and flow the conversation to something like, this is why I'm so interested in your role. So let me say, demonstrate your enthusiasm and excitement, which I will agree. I have gotten that question quite a bit as well, um, which is why are you my your employer, or why you your, why do you mind me asking, why are you leaving your current employer? Um, I usually do spin into something like you know, because a lot of jobs I'm looking for, like my my back hurts, and I have fatigue, I have chronic fatigue, my back hurts. I just know, hey. If the job's is a little real physical, probably not the best fit for me. But I know, hey, you know, this job looks like more a desk job, something that does require a lot of physical labor. I make sure I explain that in a way that kind of says, this is why I'm looking more into the role that you provided. Because it, it, it seems like a job that can actually help me physically and mentally out of the space I'm in currently in my pr- current job. Without necessarily like shaming my current employer. That's basically something I try to do. And last thing they said is don't settle. So it says, as much as you want to escape your current job, don't settle when it comes to your next one. Know your worth heading into an interview. It's a job service market right now, Salimi said. Remember, you are interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. Get this sense of the camaraderie during a group virtual interview and see if you have a report with your potential boss. Remember, if they don't seem like a good fit, you can respectfully withdraw your application or decline a job offer, which I have done before. I have declined some jobs because either one, like, they just... I remember, I think there was actually an apprenticeship I wanted to go to, but um, it was one of the... And it seemed a little fishy, the way they were speaking to me. It seemed fishy, so I didn't... So I just didn't go along with it. Um, There's another one where they just... We're paying so little for the amount of stress I knew I was going to be in that I was like, it's not worth it. I'm not going to. I'm. Not, I'm getting paid a good, a little bit of a good bit right now. To go go way lower, like half, like go like around half one making now, is a no go. Completely no go. I can't do that. So, yes, as much I feel like when you are seeking, especially for those who have like degrees, certificates, like all these things that actually help highlight your knowledge and worth. Don't settle. I mean I feel like the I feel like especially right now companies just want anyone that can do the job. I think at this point companies are ready to pump out a little more money if it means getting someone to work for them. If it means to get someone hiring that role. So, yes, please don't settle. Let's see here. But that's what we can do personally as employees, especially if you're looking for another job, just be mindful, like it says, you know, identify your wants, set up your job alerts when you're looking, tweak your resume, network, you know, find people who work in or have been in certain industries and companies and try to get a good feel. Know know how to explain a gap if you do have a gap in your resume and just don't settle because, like I said, we are in a place now where everyone Everyone's quitting and every and all, all the employers want someone working. So know your worth and know if, if you know, they're not checking some boxes, like there are some soft boundaries. Some some things are like, okay, I can deal with that. And some they're like, nope, they're deal breakers. Know your deal breakers, know all that because you don't want to settle and get back into a worse environment that you even left. So that's something that we can do, but what are some things that bosses and employers can do During the Great Resignation, I have a couple, two articles here. One's from plasticstoday.com. I actually don't know anything about this website, so I don't know about their, um, what's it called, reliability. But we're just gonna go along with it because they did have an article saying 10 ways to attract and retain employees during the Great Resignation. And there's another one by Fast Company, which I've read some articles from them before. Um, that's just titled Four w- Ways to Be a Better Boss and a Great Resignation. I did want to go into fa- the fast coming one first. Um, it, this article is written by Mita Malik. What is it? it was written actually a few days ago, actually, uh, August 20th of this year. Um, not going to read everything. But just going to go on a little bit of the highlights that they have here. One of the things I said for bosses and things to do um, was stop micromanaging and focus on the right details. reason I'm laughing is because it's so true. It's very true. There's a lot of people who want to micromanage and focus on every little thing that someone does. And it's like, you're so worried about how I place the pickles on the sandwich instead of just... just being happy that i place folks on the sandwich to begin with. Like, chill. That says, according to a 2014 account survey, 59% of employees said they work for a micromanager during the course of their career. A the boss who is constantly tracking your movements virtually, scrutinizing every single detail, and taking away your independence can negatively negatively impact your well-being. It says, for those who are being micromanaged, it can hurt your productivity, decrease your morale, and become a driver of choosing to quit. Which I will definitely say is uh, very true. um I have, I think I feel like that's one thing I do like with my job um, is is I think the market managing stops at after they like your number like why are your number so low? After that, like they don't really bother you <laughs> to an extent. but I mean, let's be honest, after that i I know that there is not really their fault, It's just corporate fault, so I'm not really angry with them. But it says, let's, just, let's see here. It says, focus on the right details. It says, no one wants to work for micromanagers, so focus on details that matter. Investing time to teach specific skills that need to succeed. Coaching the team to get to the ultimate goal and helping them learn from mistakes. It says, second thing that a that boss can do to be better at is balance the negative feedback with positive feedback and recognition. Um it says, Says here, said, employees will resign for a number of reasons. Key drivers for employees leaving can be receiving a lack of feedback and feeling undervalued. Um, according to a recent survey, 63% of employees feel that they don't get enough praise and 83% of employees think it's better to give some, give some praise than a gift. Ensuring employees are valued and recognized can be a key driver of retention. Um, says some leaders may think people know they're doing a good job, I don't need to tell them, but it says the more your team hears that the contributions are being valued and recognized, the more they will be willing to contribute and commit to staying. Also, be sure to balance the negative feedback with the positive feedback. Instead of sending out fancy company branded swag, consider sending text, emails, or hammering notes thanking them. Thank employees both privately and publicly in company meetings. Be specific on what they did well. Don't be stingy with your praise and recognition. It's free and it's an investment that will pay off. As we launch it with your team. I will say. I definitely don't think I've worked. In place where I've really gotten praised. For doing anything well. I feel like maybe a couple times. But it was never from like. The people I. I feel like. I feel like. I feel like I could have gotten more. But I feel like that was one thing I learned from the jobs. I do work currently. Yeah I'm not micromanaged. And my supervisory is not very. It's very limited. Like I'm not watched all the time but that does come with the downside of since not people not like my managers really know much you know except when I do something wrong it does it it is a downside because now they only come after me when I do something wrong not oh well I'm seeing you doing really well keep up the good work I actually do appreciate the shit, blah blah blah. it's only when I do something wrong it's like oh we well, need to fix that like I don't want to hear that <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Like, yes, I know I did something wrong, but last thing I want to hear is, you know, how wrong I am or whatever. And that's the only time you talk to me. It's definitely gonna push um push me away from wanting to stay, then, you know, make me want to stay. Uh it says support your team in pursuing internal opportunities. Which I feel is a great thing. Um, I'm not gonna read this little tiny extra, but basically, you know. <sighs> I don't know. I feel like. I feel like, you know. It's hard. Because I, I don't like. Because I've been. A, I've worked at some places where. You know. You're to, we're told like, you know. We hire. We do a lot of our. Um, pushing up from within. But basically what you see is that. It's a lot of favoritism. And there's one thing. Showing. Hey, you know. We actually like that. So-and-so, like, we, we like so-and-so because they did blah, blah, blah. You know, like, they helped, like, they helped, like, push sales or, you know, they actually were able to boost morale in this certain area. So we want to push them from, you know, just being a normal worker to, you know, maybe a manager or something. But I feel a lot of just, at least in one company, it was very favoritism. They I remember when I first walked in, they told me, Oh, you're like one of the first people that got hired from outside. Like a lot of people got hired from people they knew, so it was very isolating being in that company because I didn't know anyone, and I wasn't pushed into any internal options. There's no internal opportunities there anyway, so it felt definitely like a job than a career. Um, see here. And the last thing it says here is, "Be open about your struggles." It says vulnerability can be seen as a weakness, particular particularly in the corporate world. As leaders, many of us are groomed to believe we must have all the answers, we must be strong and unflappable, and we must operate at a higher level than everyone else. There is little room for error, but when we operate this way, we create impossible standards for ourselves and our team that mirrors the behavior we model." Which is so true. It says, during this pandemic, we have no idea what kind of pain and grief people are experiencing behind their screens. As leaders, make vulnerability your superpower. Let your team in on what's actually happening behind your perfectly curated Zoom background. Creating the space in which to share your personal struggles will help build trust with, it, with your team and you will perform better together. The more the team trusts you, the happier they will be and the less likely they are to resign. More than that, stipend in for a home office setup and reimburse for lunches. How you show up as a boss matters to your employees and show up as showing up as a better boss during a great resignation could be the difference between someone on your team staying or leaving. just I feel like that's a good way to end that whole segment I mean let's just be completely honest a lot of CEOs and a lot of people in these you know the white collar kind of jobs you know they are especially like you think about mid management upper management you know CEO level all that you know board directors whatever like they really prove the show of like we just had to be the authority figure it makes it harder because you want to see you work for actual human beings, you know, that actually have flaws and actually, you know, show that they care, they actually have a life outside the company. But when they make it seem like the company's their only life and you're like, I'm a human being, I have other things I have to do. It can make it hard to stay. And then, you know, like, why? I remember, I think I read an article where someone was like trying to push like all the people on the team to like leadership roles. And it, it only, it took until like a lot of people, I think like a couple people quit and go until someone perpetuates an outburst and they say, I don't want to be a leader. They actually realize, like, oh, I'm going to push people in all the wrong ways. So it takes a lot more you know, thinking as a leader. And just to show that you are adaptable, I feel like it's, a, it's an encouraging thing to have as a leader, as a boss, as a CEO, or whatever. So I'm adaptable, I'm willing to meet you halfway. I'm willing to look at individuals' cases and try to figure out what can I do to help instead of being like, okay, well, the company of the whole is doing good, so I don't want you to step in and do anything. So, just want to Straight dots. And let's go into this little bit here. It says, 10-way from PlasticsToday.com. I'm not sure who ran it. Let me see if I can find who ran it. Okay. Barb Balit. Baliet Balie- 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 I oh, hope I pronounced that right. I'm so sorry. I um, read this article actually on August 3rd of this year. Titled, you know, 10 Ways to Attract and Retain Employees During the Great Resignation. Um. Yeah. So, I'm just going to look through some of this because, you know, let's be honest, a lot of, like, a lot of things that we've talked about so far, you know, employees have to just, you know, be very mindful and very creative, tactful about how they're, for a new job, you know, just can't up and leave. And even if you do up and leave, hopefully you have money to pay your bills so you don't fall behind or anything because it does take a while to get a new job. And for bosses so far, just be more human is how is. At least what I'm getting so far is be more human. Don't just be this robotic, you know, stone-faced person that just is impossible to penetrate and get, get in, like, don't be the in-one-ear-out-the-other kind of person, like, actually show that you're a human being, you know, and actually show that you care, not just pushing people away. Just saying. So, this one definitely had 10 different ones, so let's go and see what they had So, ensure your employees' success. Um, so it says, put processes in place that are well-documented sometimes. That can be challenging because management doesn't have a good grasp on the process themselves. This includes everything from standard operating procedures for equipment all the way to understanding how your company generates a purchase order. Which is true. I feel like when I, at this current job I have now, I actually don't know the full, I work in a warehouse, I don't know the full, you know, details of how something comes in, the whole entire process until it goes out. Like, if you ask me, I would not be able to tell you. I just know what happens. And I know I help in a small part of it, but I don't know exactly how everything happens. Which is very bad and very unfortunate because you're like, man, like, don't you work there? It's like, yeah, I work there, but I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I work in a disposable position. You know, my position doesn't really have that much value outside of me getting a paycheck. It says, two, immerse employees in your technology. Um, every position organization touches some level of technology ranging from operators on million-dollar machines to those drafting purchase orders from an expensive mold. If employees understand how important they are in the operation or ordering pricey capital expenditures, this will help increase their commitment and more so they can draw real-world connection to what they are doing. For example, find the end product on a store shelf which enables them to point with pride to a family member or a friend. I have nothing to really say about that one, but... <laughs> But you I mean, like, I feel like, I feel like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I really don't know what to say about that one. But showing, I feel like, you know, making your job a little easier with technology and showing that you know what you're doing can make, can make it a little bit better. Just a little bit. Uh, three, this is train, train, train. So if you aren't devoting resources to training, you are really missing the boat. If you don't have the knowledge or bandwidth, hire outside consultants who will help train your staff so will maximize your productivity, and your employee will gain skills and knowledge. I feel like this is extremely true. I feel like training should always be a continuous thing in, in employment, whether it was monthly, you know, quarterly, yearly, you know, just quarterly, you know, semi-annually. Just make sure you're refreshing knowledge, and also make sure that they have opportunities always available to gain more knowledge my cat is being weird can you stop my cat opened the door all slowly while just staring at me so i think she's trying to give me a heart attack anyways um so yeah always make sure you train your employees um i feel like i wish my come i wish the companies i work with did that a little bit more instead of just making them more so personal just towards the company itself make sure like even if it's just for the company itself like make sure they have different things like If it's a technical company, yeah, make sure that they, you know, they stay up to date on maybe like the new tech trends and things that will be implemented, things that will be implemented soon. Um, But I feel like there's also other things like make sure maybe they touch on healthcare, finance, things like that, that they might not be touched on or something that they might not have the chance to, you know, go to school for, you know. So, So things like that, just even just small little things can help. So you know, never know what someone might be looking for. So I feel like when you train, also make sure you have diverse training um, available as well. Uh Four says corporate stewardship. So like inviting your employees out to lunch and stuff like that So explain to them what the company's doing to reduce its carbon footprint and why employees and their families should be proud of the collective contribute to the goal. I just heard invite your employees to pizza lunch sandwiches like just avoid invite your employees to lunch and i'm like yeah i would like lunch <laughs> i would like pizza pizza sounds good Us uh, is five competitive salaries yes this one's obvious but of course is it really competitive and you think about it what people think competitive salaries you have to think about compared to the current market at the time so at the current market at this time, what is competitive? What can I put on edge to other competitors? What are my direct competitors Get paying their employees? And how can I get the edge on how much I'm paying them? You know, especially if you're hourly, you know. There's a there's a definite difference between 15 and $20 an hour. Especially when you have taxes taken out. Just saying. Uh, 6-1 says, path forward. Are there ways for your employees to advance or they view the position as a dead-end job. Building and job advancement is a surefire way to ignite motivation. I, I feel the same that way. And my current job, my current job right now is non career. It's definitely just a job. Anyone can do a job. I'm pretty sure if we did, did not even have child labor laws, children could do this job. It, it's not that difficult of a job. The only thing that you need help with is picking up heavy packages. That might be your only thing you have a problem with. Outside of that. Anyone can do the job I'm doing currently, so not saying that it's a horrible job and I will never do it again. It's just, it's not, it's not a career. It's not something that I, that you can advance in. You know, I will have to be here for a good bit to even try to advance. So, you know, if I'm not already seeing a path for myself, then it's automatically a, jo- a job, not a career. Seventh thing says camaraderie, camaraderie. It's it's camaraderie, but it's the way it's spelled. I'm like camar camaraderie. Anyways, look for ways to foster engagement between staffs and departments. People are social creatures. Things they do their best when they work environment is one that's pleasant. Many of us have become personal friends with people we have met in work environment. Are you fostering that type of atmosphere? A lot of places, no, they're not. (laughs) I mean, some places, you know, definitely know try to push that, you know, friendly atmosphere but let's be honest if you ain't part of a clique when you come to work then you, you, you're you struggling <laughs> you're gonna struggle a little bit um, at least in the places I've seen and places I worked at if you weren't part of a clique in the social atmosphere or you weren't automatically friends with someone before you came in you're gonna have a tough time just saying so better make some friends quick um, communications it says most companies get a failing grade here Try to be as transparent as possible with your employees. Let them know what is going on, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Let your own devices. They will come up with a scenario that most likely will wor- that's most likely worse than the reality. Upfront, clear, and frequent communication builds strong trust between management and employees. Conversely, listen to your employees so that you are open to suggestions, process improvements, etc. Employees are the ones who perform the tasks, so when they have an idea to prove it, you owe to you owe to them to listen. True. Um, I feel like communication is definitely something that a lot of companies feel like. I feel like that goes on the whole chain, not just at a franchise of McDonald's. Like The entire chain needs to have a proper way of communication from the cashier and stalker to, you know, stalker, as in someone stocks, you know, groceries or something. Stocks, S T O C K S. I'm feeling I'm saying a stocks, as in like a stalker like, the back kind. So, I don't know. I, I hope I'm hope not saying it weirdly. Um, but, yeah. I feel like this doesn't... There's no real communication. I feel like... if it was, And this come from corporate. You all may seem like, yeah, this is something they just sent to everybody. You know, whatever. And let's be honest. We all have come up with scenarios that probably weren't the reality of the situation. But since we don't ever hear about the behind the scenes ever, usually, we're just like, well we're gonna make we're gonna make a fuss about it. You think about it, like people who fight for wages, like some people might just blindly just fight for things. And is as you can't really blame them for being blind because they were never really shown. Like no one's talking there from behind the scenes. Even give them a glimpse of saying excuse me, like what's going on. It just always comes off as like then like y'all, like, just leave. <sighs> so yes please communicate. And also same way, employees I feel like should also make sure just to communicate to their managers or whatever, and managers should make a note if employee says something, make a note send it to wherever you say like make sure it goes up the chain, just as things should come down the chain. It should be two way communication, not just corporate sending a, a nice letter every Christmas saying hey, good job, see you next year, maybe. Uh, it says nine it says perks award competitions, which. Is kind of self-explanatory there should be a perk there should be something that makes you want to stay for the job you know so just certain, you know they, we want to hear good things about going there and 10 10th one says acknowledgement and praise which you talked about last uh article but i feel like you should have perks for wanting to be there i remember i worked a job at a car wash And we got no perks, so we had nothing, like, there was nothing for us to want to be, like, I remember people walk in and ask us all the time, like, oh, y'all must get free car wash all the time, right? We're like, no, we don't. they are like, what, like, what perks do you have then? We all just looked around, like, we're supposed to get perks? It was, like, the. I feel like it was the weirdest thing, I feel like, to realize that, like, jobs should be doing that if you want to keep employees, you know? I'm glad I'm not there anymore, but... You know, my wage should not be the only thing that keeps me at a job. My wage and benefits should not be the only thing. You know, I should be looking at like, man, I would like to, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know how to say, it. like, I should be looking into things like, man, you know, I, you know, like this job gives me, you know, they, they pay for our, they pay for our lunches, or, sorry, something popped up. Um, so they, they pay for like are they, have a, they give us company lunch every day you know they cater to us or which i know it can be expensive but i'm just saying maybe they cater to us every and then maybe like every two days out of the week or you know they decide to make sure that we you know they make sure they have fun competitions every week so we can learn so we can get a prize at the end you know incentives something that keeps us entertained and something that wants to keep us working because yes it's work but you should also be incorporating the fun in your work environment, because there's a lot of jobs that'd be like, yeah, we're such a fun place to work at. No, you can just take well, one good-looking employee and be like, nope, no, you ain't. So just saying, make sure you incorporate something fun. Is that all they had to say though. That's all they had to say. Sumitomo builds pilot plant for chemical recycling of art acrylic resin. I don't know what that is, but all right. That was a fun little ad to see. Anyways, that's where I'm going end off here. Um, but that's basically just my viewpoint on just the great resignation and just the articles I read and how it felt. Um, but basically, it's a big recap. It's just employees need to just make sure that people are quitting, taking this time taking it very seriously to make sure they, one, know their worth don't settle, and two, just make sure, you know, they're taking job search. Very seriously, and just make sure that they can market themselves, take your transferable soft transferable and soft skills, and work them to your advantage um, and I think just as employers, you know I feel like employers don't just aren't really offered the choice of being really picky at the moment like they can be, but you're not gonna find a good like you're not you're not always gonna find a good candidate, so just saying oh my eyeball. Um, but yeah, so I feel like there's, there's a reason for both sides to work together. Um, I just feel like, you know, people just now realizing I'm not going to come to walk over me. So hopefully for everyone who's doing a job search, I hope that your job search brings out good results for those who are settled in a good job or found a job. Look, congratulations. Hope you continue liking your job. Even if it's a job that you're like, man, I don't really like it, but I need to pay bills. I'm not going to say, well, be grateful to have a job. Because I've been told that, and it was very... I did not appreciate it. Because I hated my job. I was actually freezing outside in the cold when someone told me that. So, just, I'm not going to say that. But I'm just saying, let's let's count our blessings and let's just be... Let's just be... Let's think in very small small ways, you know. Not saying... Just be happy. You got a job. You have to pay bills. Be like, hey, you know what? I found something. It's going to work. And if it's not making you happy, always make sure you know, I know my worth. And I know I know my deal breakers. And I know what's going to stop. Why I'm going to go to the next step. Why I'm going to leave this job and go to the next one. You know, always always keep yourself up. You know, keep yourself built up and keep yourself encouraged. There's always something good. That's going to happen. And yeah, I, I had something else to say, but I forgot what I was going to say. Anyways, I guess that's a good way to end it here. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, subscribe. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like a YouTuber is saying it's like, please subscribe, like the like, look like my podcast episode, subscribe, and I'll see you guys on the next one. <laughs> Um but yes anyways uh, thank you guys for listening i stay safe stay healthy and i'll talk to you guys next time thank you and bye bye